Okay, so today I'm going to be discussing, um, I'm going to be distinguishing between prokaryotic and eukaryotic translation. Um, I've already kind of talked about it a little bit in, in, in the transcription module. I told you that, you know, eukaryotic transcription is highly selective and specialized because they're much larger and there's the distance between the nucleus and the ribosome. I won't, you know, take up too much time on this episode. Um, and so really, I'm kind of basically just doing that with translation. There, we're actually looking at three significant differences. This actually isn't too uh, content heavy of a module, but all the same, I did write a summary, which I usually do for content heavy modules. Um, but we're basically going to be looking at three significant differences between these two forms of translation. Number one is strand structure. Number two is strand protection factors. And number three is the strand starting amino acid. Okay. Uh, so again, we're looking at uh, strands, again, mRNA strands. So we finished uh, transcription, right? So we produced an mRNA strand. Uh, if we're dealing with the eukaryote, we've also already done processing. If we're dealing with the prokaryote, there's no processing involved. So we just have that mRNA strand. So let's begin. I'm going to, the module starts with prokaryotic structure. The first uh, factor is strand structure, but I'll start with eukaryotic actually because we've already talked about most of it and so it'll be a review. Um, so eukaryotic mRNA contains a five prime cap and I've already told you this is uh, this is actually a guanine, but it's altered. And I'm actually going to give you it in its entirety. We can get the most specific. It's really a methylated guanine. Okay, so I told you at the beginning, it's just a cap. Then I told you, oh, it's actually a guanine amino acid, but it's kind of altered. Now I'm telling you exactly what it is. It is a methylated guanine. And this is significant. I told you for protection, to protect the strand. But it has an interesting uh, a second uh, uh, function also, very primary function, which is it is the binding site of the ribosome. And that makes sense, right? Because the, 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 I told you in the previous module in translation, we discussed eukaryotic translation, that the strand enters the ribosome, right? And, you know, the five prime cap is on the, the lead. It's the first thing to enter, right? Obviously. So naturally, it needs to be the binding site of the ribosome. That's kind of easy for you to remember. It has um, uh, it, the protection factors also, but, you know, note this. Um, also note that the cap is not bonded to uh, a nucleotide via the phosphodiester bond. And you might say, well, you know, what, what do you mean by that? And I mean that, you know, remember these strands are nucleic acids, which have these sugar phosphate backbones. And I told you that the sugar phosphate backbone is held together by phosphodiester bonds. However, the cap uh, is the first nucleotide of the sequence. It's not really bonded to anything. So it's not bonded via uh, phosphodiester bonds. Of course, it, it's bonded to the, the strand itself, but it's the very first thing. And so it's just worth noting that. So after this five prime cap, you have a non-coding region, and this is this is quite literally exactly what it sounds like. The ribosome does not read this section, so it's not really that important. Uh, it's really just at introns, right? You know, you're familiar with these now, introns. Uh, so after, so you have the five prime cap, you have a non-coding region, you, you region, you have the AUG start codon, you have the strand itself, the transcribed strand, you have the stop codon, and then you have another non-coding region, and finally you have the poly A tail. And again, this is just a chain of adenine uh, amino acids. It's actually quite long; it's approximately 200 nucleotides long. Um, and I know that sounds complicated, but you already know that the the uh, eukaryotic mRNA contains the cap and the tail. So I'm gonna you know forget about those. Look at you know just the components. You have a non-coding region. You have the start uh, start codon, you have the strand itself, the stop codon, and then a final NCR. So it kind of really, if you, if you write this out, you'll see it, that it, it kind of looks mirrored almost, right? Because you have, you have a non-coding region and then you have the start codon and then you have a stop codon and then a non-coding region after that. Of course, I didn't include the, the strand in the middle, but that's implied that there's something that's going to be right. So this is the structure of the, uh, eukaryotic mRNA. This is the strand structure. Um, 
And so uh, recall that the 5' cap and poly A tail serve to prevent uh, degradation of the mRNA strand. That's also protection factors. But uh, again, I'll, I'll get to that in a sec. Um, uh, for um, strand structure, that is eukaryotic mRNA. Prokaryotic mRNA looks very similar, although it has two fundamental differences. Number one, it has a lot more, not a lot more, but it has one more non-coding region given one section, but it has more introns, more non-coding regions. And that actually makes sense if you remember what I was saying that, that uh, eukaryotic uh, protein synthesis is a highly selective, specialized process. We take out as many you know, useless components as possible, namely the introns. Prokaryotic mRNA, it, you know, it is never processed. So it naturally has a lot of extra unnecessary stuff in it. It's kind of like a, you know, imperfect strand, really. It's, it's really a premature strand. So um, I will now give you the structure of the prokaryotic mRNA. Uh, it is, it has a non-coding region, followed by what is called the Shine Delgarno sequence or SD sequence. And this, you know, sounds super complicated. Oh my God, Shine Delgarno, what the heck does that mean? This is just the binding site of the ribosome, right? So I told you that the five prime cap is the binding site for eukaryotes. The Shine Delgarno sequence is the binding site of the ribosome for prokaryotes. Uh, similar to how the promoter region was the binding site for the RNA polymerase when I was discussing transcription, I believe. Um, so it's the same thing. It's just the site of binding. It's very simple. Uh, so you have the non-coding region, you have the Shine-Delgarno sequence, then you have another non-coding region, then you have the start, um, then you have the start codon, the strand, and then the stop codon, and then finally you have another non-coding region. So if, if we, you know, I'm, I'm gonna, you know that the transcribed section has start the section and then the stop, right? You already know that. It has a start codon, it has the region itself, and then it has a stop codon. So if I, if I kind of group that into just, you know, I'll call it X, right? Just the transcribed part. So start, transcribed, and stop. Then really your strands look like this. The prokaryote has a non-coding region, a binding site, the Shine-Delgarno sequence, the, another NCR. Then it has that X, the stuff that we're transcribing. And finally, to finish it off, it has another non-coding region. Whereas the eukaryotic mRNA has the, the cap, it has a non-coding region. It has X, what we're transcribing. So, you know, all those three components. It has another non-coding region, and then it has the poly-A tail. So what you'll notice is that prokaryotic mRNA has an extra non-coding region. Again, I already told you it's because uh, they have more introns, okay? So this is the first way that, you know, we distinguish between prokaryotic and eukaryotic uh, um, uh, mRNA is the strand structure. I can move on to um, uh, strand protection factors next. And strand protection factors are really the easiest of the three differences, I think, because I'm just going to be straight up with you. Prokaryotes don't have them. And I've already told you why, because prokaryotes, uh, protein synthesis often occurs in the same place and often at the same time, right? Translation and transcription occur simultaneously because the DNA, you know, they don't have a nucleus for, to house the DNA. So the DNA is right there in the cytosol, right next to the ribosome. Um, as such, and also because of the fact that they are so small, um, there's little room and, and also little time because they occur simultaneously. There's both little room and little time for RNA processing in prokaryotes. Um, uh, and so that's why we saw that I mentioned it, that there were more non-coding regions in prokaryotic strands because of the fact that this RNA processing doesn't occur. And again, I told you that eukaryotes are highly selective, uh, specialized, large systems. So they, uh, the, they're high security, if you will. So the synthesized strand uh, travels a far distance uh, and must be protected with these safeguards. So in, in relation to the second difference, let me just officially state it, uh, eukaryotic mRNA have two protection factors, the five prime cap and the poly A tail. I've already told you that. A methylated guanine and a string of adenine um, and adenines. That's it. Um, whereas prokaryotes don't have any. That's it. Um, 
Uh, and so that's, this is the second difference in strand protection factors. The third difference is also actually relatively simple, and that is the chain, the chain starting amino acid. Okay? I told you that, you know, if you remember from the previous uh, module, I told you what is the start codon? AUG. And AUG corresponds to a single amino acid. What is that amino acid? Methionine, right? So you might say, okay, well, I thought you just told me that all strands start with methionine. They do, but um, prokaryotes start with a different form of methionine. And it is, it's, it's called formal methionine or FMET, right? It's abbreviation. And it's really just a methionine with a formal group attached. That's uh, basically an aldehyde functional group, if you think about it. Um, so F-met is the first amino acid for prokaryotes, whereas eukaryotes are the simple one, the one I already told you actually, methionine is the first uh, amino acid. Uh, so, the so regardless of prokaryotic or eukaryotic organisms, the first amino acid is always arising from that start codon AUG, which always corresponds to methionine in some form. It might not be methionine alone, it might be formal methionine where you add an aldehyde group, but it's still some derivative of methionine. Uh, I want to make one uh, difference before I finish the module, and that is that FMET acts as sort of an alarm system in the human body, okay? FMET, formal methionine, is the uh, amino acid at the heading the prokaryotic strand. Uh, and so when, when your human body senses or detects the presence of FMET, uh, specifically as a signaling molecule, we've talked about this, I'm not gonna get into it, um, this literally sets off like an alarm system in the human body. Therefore, the presence of formal methionine in the human body alerts the human body to the presence of prokaryotic organisms, such as bacteria, triggering an immune response. Um, uh, this is really similar to antigens acting as ligands or signaling molecules to alert the body of foreign materials, triggering an immune response in the form of antibodies. And I throw this in there just to, to reinforce the claim that I've made so many times that eukaryotes are larger, literally high security systems. Okay, so FMET uh, is kind of the uh, alarm system uh, that the human, it activates the alarm system in the human body.